Hello and welcome back to Tub in the Bedroom. I'm your host Lenny and today I am in my bathroom because I am doing some environmental self-investment by getting it ready to paint and fix up the way I've envisioned it. But while I am doing some environmental self-investment, I figured we can go ahead and talk about spiritual self-investment. So that might be like a little mind. I don't even know what the word is. I want to say a mind, but you know, I'm not supposed to say that word on YouTube and I haven't really figured out how to do the bleep thing in editing yet. So yeah. Anyway, so you are getting me hot, the full hot messery of me you know, and comfy PJ style stuff. And I'm gonna be washing walls. So I'm actually gonna keep this video pretty short because to me, spirituality is something that is subjective to us all, just like pretty much everything in life. But I think there are some key points in how we can invest in ourselves or in what ways that we can expand our own spirituality. And that doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, you can be an atheist and still have spirituality um, connected within yourself. So it really just depends on you, but everything is, yeah, everything's subjective to you. So let's get into it while I wash these walls. If you're wondering what I wash the walls with, I do a little bit of, what is it? I do a little bit of the Dr. Bronner's Pure Castile, but in peppermint and some vinegar and hot water. I don't think you have to do the peppermint soap and it's not supposed to be like enough soap to make the water soapy. I just feel like it adds a nice scent. So it's kind of pleasant. <laughs> it makes washing the walls before I paint them worth it. So yeah. Okay. So spiritual self-investment. Now, spirituality is subjective and unique to you. And so one of the first things that you can do is make sure to explore different religions and spiritual practices. Nobody can tell you what is going to be the right thing. Only you are going to know that. And the only way that you're going to know that is through exploration. So don't be afraid to go to different ceremonies and things and ask questions and try to learn deeper about the face. One, it will make you naturally just a more opened and well-rounded human being because then you'll have a level of understanding. And two, you know, it'll allow you to actually really find what's right for you. There's more than just Christianity and Catholicism and new agey. You know, there's paganism, there is Sikh, there is Hinduism, there's Buddhism, there's Baha'i. There are a ton of faiths. There's Muslim, Mormonism. Like, there, there's just, there's a ton of faiths and different ways that you can practice those faiths. So also explore that because within each religion and each spiritual practice, you have different levels of the way people practice them. And so who knows, you might explore Christianity and maybe you're like, Ooh, it's not for me because you went to someone who was like hardcore Christian Bible belt, 
you know, brimstone, fire, that type. And that just wasn't for you. And that's perfectly okay. Might be for somebody else. But the biggest thing is while you're doing the exploration, just make sure to have respect. Make sure to have respect for everybody else's personal beliefs and make sure to hold respect for your beliefs because I will say as someone who explored multitude of religions and is naturally just a curious person, as you know, there sometimes when you're exploring these religions um, or faiths or spirituality, spiritual practices, people can get a little pushy because they want to bring you in. And in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, you don't have to push someone to believe in something. If it's right for them, then it's going to be right for them. And they're going to ask more questions and want to know more and explore it on a deeper level because it connected to them in some way. All you have to do is practice whatever it is that you practice and celebrate and do whatever it is that you do. And, you know, they, to me, a person will come to you if that faith is a match for what they're looking for. Me personally, I ended my path with realizing that I personally do not agree nor believe in organized religion. So I don't, I've attended a multitude of churches, but now I don't attend any churches. I am a very spiritual person. However, I just don't believe in the organized religion that we have today for a whole number of reasons I can go into in another video, but I want to keep this one short and sweet for you because my last video was how to be split into two. You could end up like me where you've explored all of these different religions and read up on them, research, ask questions, and then you realize that none of them are actually for you. And I think for me, I knew since I was a kid because I kind of made up my own religion as a kid as well, but I took bits and pieces from each. That leads me into my next tip, which is trust your gut. Just like me with my exploration, I had moments where I didn't trust my gut and I didn't listen to my gut. And I would hope that you will not be like me and end up in a kind of culty situation, um, which again, that can be another video, but there is a lot of things out there for you to follow, for you to practice. Again, you have to trust yourself and your own instincts. If your gut is whispering or even screaming, like it was in my case, that something's not right, something isn't aligning with you, then go. Because that means whatever it is, maybe it's not something that you're seeing because you know, you're dazzled if it's, let's say, a mega church, you might be like dazzled by the beautiful buildings and they give you free food your first time. And you know, the burger's actually pretty good because it was, it was real good. And it was a big burger and the fries were good too. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good day. That was a good Sunday. <laughs> so no, I don't just go to church for the food. <laughs> But if you're gonna go, you might as well get free food, right? If your gut is giving you any type of inkling that something isn't aligning with you, it's because it's saying that it knows something that you don't know and it's trying to make you avoid a situation that is potentially gonna be detrimental to you. Now, this is saying if you know the difference between 
your gut feeling and that fear and nervousness feeling. I, in my situation, had a gut feeling and I pushed past it and kept telling myself, no, it's just fear. And if I'm trying to like really change my life and whatever, I need to just go ahead and do it. I drank Kool-Aid. I drank the Kool-Aid and I'm ashamed because I am not a Kool-Aid drinker. I highly, 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 highly recommend that you listen to your own instincts. Take in the information. Don't sign up for anything that day. Don't even like join anything. Like give yourself a good two weeks to a month before you commit to something. And know that at any time it's okay to leave. If it's, if, because the other thing is that I learned on my journey is that sometimes things align with you for a time And then as you grow, you realize that they don't align with you and not everything is supposed to go with you forever. I used to go to church every Saturday night or Sunday morning. And at that time, the messages that were being told, even though I didn't agree with everything that was being said, like pets don't go to heaven. That's a bunch of bullshit. But whoops. Okay, sorry. I'm always, I have feels about that. But there were a lot of messages that for me and where I was in my life at that time that I really needed to hear. So I did grow from it and I did learn a lot at that time. However, going back to that church now would never align with who I am today. And we're always constantly growing and changing. It doesn't mean that if you were of whatever faith, it doesn't mean that that faith can't grow and change with you and the way that you practice it can't grow and change with you. That happens for people, but also in my case, sometimes it can't grow and change with you or the type of people involved in that faith can't grow and change with you um, as you come and step into your full self. So trust your gut. Now, my third tip is connect with your spirituality through creation. So I know a lot of people say meditation and all of that, and that's all those things are good and you definitely should. However, for me, in my experience, I connect more to my spirituality and my spiritual being, my most high and divine self through creation, through art, through acting, when I'm on stage, it happened to me in high school where I was on stage and it's like, it's just every time I'm on stage, it's just like I transcend. I painting through creating for me, creating is where I is one of one of the ways that I connect to my most high vibrational being. So the same thing can be the case for you through creation. Creation can be whatever. It can be through gardening. It can be through music. It can be whatever it is. But usually when you're creating something, it's usually a natural gift that you were born with. And that's why I believe so strongly that that we can connect to our spirituality or to our faith or particular religion that we practice through creation because that's something that you your divine self was born with that you're usually drawn to as a person and so now when you're doing that even if it's a hobby even if it's not something that you do as your career or whatever you then connect with that 
and it just, it fills you and it allows you to bring that fulfillment, that joy, that connection, that high vibrational spiritual being out to greet the rest of the world. And we want to see them. So, you know, if you haven't already, find your thing, see that, or things like me, it's multiple things, neurodivergent over here. Can't just have one thing, gotta have it all. A lot of times when people say creativity or creation, we think it has to be something like a painter, someone who can draw or play music or take, take beautiful photos, but no, creating and creation and creativity is in everything. And the same way someone who could be an accountant or super mathy or sciencey can find the beauty in the lines and the, I have, okay, to give an example of what I'm trying to put into words and I'm not doing a good job of, I had a CFO and because I did some stuff in the financial sector, he was helping to teach me Excel. And I mean, this, this man could really use Excel. Like who knows how to use Excel like that? Like only like financy people. But when he was doing it and he's, he's just doing things with the keystroke and whatever, it was the same vibe that I feel when I watch a musician creating is the same exact vibe that I felt. He really enjoyed it. He really enjoyed figuring out all the ways that he could use Excel to make it better. Now, I'm not saying Excel was necessarily his passion or something, but it's like that. A lot of people would say, oh, that person's not a creative, but they are. They, creativity is the act of creation. And whatever you are creating, whether it's on the more analytical left side of the brain, I think is the analytical, or the more you know, creative, artsy language right side of the brain, I might have those hemispheres switched, but you tell me. Either way, it's creation. So for those of you that are analytical, I'm a little bit of both, but for those of you that are analytical, you're still creating and you're still a creative person. Don't let society's definition of what a creative is doubt you. I even felt like I wasn't a creative anymore when I was creating this podcast or, you know, and moving things onto YouTube, but I'm like, it is creation. Acting is not just the only version that I create in. And so that's something that's really important. I digressed a bit, but I think that was a very important digression. Connect to your spirituality, connect to your most highest self through creation. And the creation is whatever that means to you. Look at me, I'm so casual with you guys now. Like before I was trying to be all proper and now I'm just like, here I am in my really dirty bathroom about to wash the walls that I'm not washing right now because I'm talking to you and I'm just leaning up against the wall in my comfy jacket that's like having a teddy bear wrapped around you. It's a really great jacket. Got it at a thrift store too. Anyways, my fourth tip is, have an attitude of gratitude. I'll say it as many times as I need to. And if you haven't heard it from me before, gratitude, 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 gratitude. It is so important to have an attitude of gratitude. Going based off of personal experience, as with everything on this channel and in this podcast, 
having an attitude of gratitude, no matter who you are, no matter your faith, no matter spirituality, no matter whatever you believe, want to believe or exploring, being grateful, showing gratitude to others, showing gratitude to yourself, showing just gratitude just out into the world and in life. If you woke up today, that's something that you can be grateful for. You get to experience another day and get another shot at this thing that we call life. The bottom line is, is that having that attitude of gratitude is something that you can instill within yourself for the rest of your life. And that will uplift your spirit and connect you to yourself to the world around you, what's right here and solid in front of you, as well as your most high self and the spiritual world, realm, or faith, whatever faith, religion that you believe in. That's one thing, that is one thing that's for sure if I don't, if nothing else is, an attitude of gratitude is a universal thing for anyone across the board. So whatever you do, have an attitude of gratitude. Take a moment every day when you wake up to say the things that you're grateful for, for. It can be anything. It can be grateful that you have a home, that you have a car, that you have a dog, even if your dog is annoying like mine is, you know, that you have family that loves you, that you're breathing, whatever. And even when you get down on yourself, it's a great way to kind of shake up your mind when you get into those situations where you're just like, oh, you suck, you can't do anything right, da 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 da, and you're just pummeling and beating on yourself and nothing's helping you shake that off. Sometimes just going around and saying how you're grateful for little things. I'm grateful for this light that I can go ahead and film in my really dark bathroom. I'm, you know, grateful that I have this phone, you know, that I can film this whole thing on and be able to edit on the computer I have, which I'm grateful for, because if I didn't have that, I couldn't edit it and then I couldn't post this and then I couldn't connect with you guys. So you just start saying stuff and you can start saying things that are outside of yourself and then you start saying stuff that are inside. Like, I'm grateful for, you know, my smile. I'm grateful that I have a really positive personality, even in the darkest times. Those are just things like that that you can do. So keep an attitude of gratitude. My fifth and final tip is spend time with mother nature. Spend time outside. Mother nature, the earth, is the most powerful healing tool we have. There is just something within us all because as much as we like to consider ourselves as these higher beings than all the other animals and mammals, but guess what? We're just animals and mammals. There's something that just happens when we connect in mother nature. So if you can get outside, go hug a tree, take your shoes off, put your feet in the grass or in the dirt, take a deep breath of fresh air, especially if you can get well out of the city, if you happen to live in a city. Climb a mountain, take a deep breath of fresh air when you get to the top. Scream really loud how grateful you are because you made it to the top. Just be in mother nature and take in all of the little bits of life that are happening around you. The plant that is actively growing and the, you know, I'm not a huge bug person because I got bit by a freaking brown recluse, but, but take, take in all the life that's happening. Especially it's spring here in the US. 
take in, you know, the hummingbirds coming to the hibiscus, the butterflies, the bees, all of it, um, all the birds chirping outside, even if they annoy me partially because they're messing up my sound. But if I wasn't, then I'm all for little baby birds. Although it's kind of sad because it's also the season that like baby birds fall out of the tree and like, I know it's the circle of life and all, but like I've, I've buried three so far and it's, it's a lot for me because birds already scare me. So like dead baby birds are worse, but I gave them a proper burial. But get outdoors, soak up some vitamin D. We all need it. We're all deficient in it. Not all of us, because I'm not anymore, because I'm on top of my vitamin D supplements. Get outside, soak up the sun, the other giver of life, and just connect to life. That's it. That's it. Those are my five tips on how you can spiritually self-invest in yourself. Short, simple, and hopefully it can help you explore and get more in tune with yourself and whatever spiritual practice or faith that you want to follow as you explore those things or don't follow or you don't want to follow whatever is right for you. The bottom line is, as always, take only what resonates for you, leave the rest. Hopefully you can take that rule for life and also always do your own research. I am going to do what I was actually supposed to be doing during this whole video, which is washing the walls, but surprise, surprise, ADHD got distracted. Let me go do what I said I was gonna do, but I loved our time together and I will see you in the next video. Bye loves. So I got a big ass gut. <laughs> okay, I really gotta stop cussing, but mm, it's just, it flows out of my mouth like a tornado. Mm -hmm.